Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum, respected viewers. First and foremost, I would like to congratulate all the Muslims on this auspicious occasion, the birth of the commander of the faithful, Ali ibn Abi Talib, alayhi salam, and would like to extend, of course, my condolences on the remembrance of the passing of Sayyida Zainab. With the goal and aspiration to enlighten the Muslim community, I am pleased to welcome you to the Sphere of the Reform Conference. Uh, my name is Sahar Jaber. I have a background in sociology, communications, and Islamic studies. I am the founder of Figs and Olives Publications and the author of But Why is the Hijab So Special, a book that shares an in-depth analysis of the hijab for both males and females aged 8 to 14. With me here today, is Sayyid Muhammad Bakr Al-Kazmini and Sister Zahra Al-Halawi. Assalamu alaikum to both of you. Um, some background about them. Uh, Sayyid Muhammad Bakr Al-Kazmini has a bachelor's in sociology from the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. He studied for about 10 years in Seminary of Qom. He is currently based in the Islamic Institute of America in Dearborn Heights. And is in 2017, he founded Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. Uh, Sister Zahra Al-Alawi graduated from media and television degree and has been personally tutored by Islamic scholars and lecturers. She has been presenting and lecturing globally for over 10 years. Her talk show, Woman's View, is on Sky 831, broadcasted over 300 episodes, interviewing a range of women. It is a pleasure to be speaking uh, with both of you today, and I'm looking forward to this very important uh, discussion from Instagram to TikTok, Islamic values and social media. Uh, to start this discussion, inshallah, um, some information for the viewers of what they can expect is that um, there's no doubt that social media platforms have a fundamental and functional purpose within our daily lives. However, the boundaries between social media content and Islamic values are often becoming blurred. It is common today to see Muslims openly perform a sin, yet when we look at the comment section, Muslims are often in a complete dichotomy. Uh, there's either those that applaud those unlawful actions um, or those, of course, that take it too far and preach in a very uh, unrightful manner. Um, but of course, there's also those that offer the genuine uh, advice but are criticized as haram police um, and so this high content identity can quickly become influenced and distorted biologies so although all muslims agree on a specific uh, jurisdiction and guidelines it is difficult to define the authentic muslim identity anymore uh, this is due, of course, to observant Muslims who are partaking in unlawful society, uh, social media interactions and the abundance of religious information and viewpoints, uh, many of which are controversial. And so to start with the first question, we see a heightened level of engagement by Muslims on social media platforms. With this, we both see beneficial Islamic content spread and at times more controversial and distorted religious content. In your opinion, Sister Zahra, how would you define applying Islamic values on social media? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum. Um, firstly, I would like to thank you, Sister Zahra, for that beautiful introduction. And um, I would like to also thank the organizers behind this program for their excellent organization. I mean, they have been amazing throughout and very accommodating. So thank you so much. And it's my pleasure to be 
part of this great conference. And my salams to the respected Sayyid Muhammad Bakr al-Qazwini, whom I've had the pleasure of speaking um, alongside and at several other conferences and um, programs in the past in Manchester and other parts of the UK. And I do highly value his contributions and his insight. So my salams to the Sayyid. Alaykum as Thank you. And I would like to congratulate the viewers on the birth anniversary of Amir al-Mu'mineen, Imam Ali alayhi salam, and uh, my condolences on the death of um, our great lady, Sayyidah Zainab alayhi salam. So, um, when we talk about social media, and I'm very, very happy that we are talking about social media today, because I feel like it's very, very important to, that we address this topic. Because on one side, we see the great influence that social media has on our children. Our children are constantly on gadgets. They are going to grow um, while viewing social media. And on the other side, we have our community, which um, I would say um, there's a lack of knowledge about social media, its influence, how it's affecting the way people perceive themselves and how it's affecting the mindsets of our children. So we have two different scales and I feel like it's very, very important that we talk about this topic. Online, we have millions of voices which are fighting for the attention or for the influence of our children. And it's very important that we as a community then go online and we as a community, um, we as a community then, you know, use images, use context, use information to in line um, of our religion, in line with our culture and beliefs so that we have our representation online. Now, Sister Sahar talks about Islamic values and I will come to that later on. Um, and she talked about um, the engagement or the presence of the Muslim community online. And I do believe there is a large Muslim community online, but the question is, is this Muslim community online to inform and educate or are they online to entertain and for other aspects? And this is very important. I feel like there is a lack of Muslim, um, Muslim participation when it comes to our community, our line of belief and people that are out there to spread the correct message. Now, I want to talk about a very important aspect when it talks about engagement of Muslims and um, the importance of actually being on social media. You see in you know the lives of our prophets, um, you know, the way that they really grab the attention of the society is that they use aspects within society which people, which influence society, and they use that to then grab their attention and bring them to the right path. When we see Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, during his time, what really engaged people, what really had influence on, um, on the society was, you know, eloquence. It was about poetry, it was about eloquence. So when the Quran came down, it had it was the most eloquent text that they had seen. And in, in, in essence, this is what grabbed their attention. This is what influenced them. We see Prophet Musa during his time, it was about magicians and and and, and this is what people were fascinated with and, and what influenced people when, and, and brought, you know really grabbed their attention. And when we see when the miracle with his staff turning to a snake, this is what really influenced people in changing their perspective. So in this day and age, I feel like the most influential aspect in society, what's really changing the mindsets of people, the way that they perceive themselves, the way they perceive the religion is social media. And we've seen this in the past where social media has overthrown um, regimes, have has overthrown dictators. We see in New Zealand, you know, there was a massacre and, and they broadcasted it live. On, on social media. Social media is perhaps one of the most influential 
tall out there in society. And we always complain in the past, we complained that um, hijab is attacked on social media. There isn't enough representation of hijab. And we need to use that same tool to then influence people and change the narrative. We need to change the Muslim narrative. If there isn't, if people attack hijab online, let's use on um, social media and the media to then spread the correct message of hijab. And if there is lack of representation, let's, let's, let's use the media to then represent the true hijab. So I feel like the engagement of Muslims is, you know, we need to be on social media to then spread the correct message. It's the accessibility of social media. Before we had to pay television channels, we had to pay newspapers. I've studied media for several years now, I think 15 years since I started studying media. And back then you really had to fight to get your voice out there. Now we have social media, which is so easy. We can get our voices out there so e easily. I've recorded a video, you know, in my living room, which took a few minutes. I uploaded it online within weeks. It had um, a couple of thousand of views. That is amazing how we, the, the social media has become so accessible. We can spread the correct message so easily. So the importance of our engagement um, on social media is actually great. And you know, by the way, I talk a lot, so if you need to cut me off anytime, just let me know how, how, how many more minutes I have. Um, so now it comes to Islamic values. The problem is there is two sides to social media. You have one side, which is it's a great tool to use to spread the message. And on the other side, we have the dangers of social media, and that is upholding the Islamic values while being on social media. You know, through previous programs, the question that constantly comes up is, you know, what is the Islamic values when it comes to online? And the answer is pretty simple. Whatever applies to real life will apply online. You know, hijab, the, the requirements of hijab is the same in real life than it's online. The requirements of social interacting interaction is the same in real life than it's online. The problem is, is that when we go online, when there is a screen between you and me, people feel like that they can pose in a different way, they can dress in a different way, and it's kind of a illusion. It's not really reality when it is. So we have to always remember that whatever applies in real life will apply online, and that is the Islamic values that we yes. must uphold. Thank you so much for your um, answer. Um, I used to always follow you as a kid and uh, growing up seeing you work online, it was so um, inspirational um, to see uh, a Muslim hijabi, you know, take the authentic narrative and, and run with it really. Um, so the next question, inshallah, is uh, it goes to uh, our brother here. Um, the issue of the hijab and if I may, the social hijab is becoming more prominent uh, on social media, as we all, of course, are well aware of. And Said Muhammad Bakr, uh, within an Islamic jurisprudential perspective, um, are there different Islamic standards for males and females that must be observed on social media? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi al-tahirin. Uh, respected Sister Sahar and Sister Zahra and our dear viewers, it's my great ple pleasure and honor to be with you in this wonderful program today. One of the greatest challenges that we have on social media is to observe the proper Islamic hijab. As we all know, the Islamic hijab is a comprehensive system. It's how you talk. It's how you present yourself. It's how you view others, you see them. And of course, it's also how you dress. 
Now, as Sister Zahra mentioned, when it comes to social media, because there is that barrier of the screen, we feel like the values of hijab don't really apply to social media. I have more flexibility because it's not in the presence of someone physically. Because it's on social media, I am more flexible to present myself. So those verses that we have about the hijab, about lowering the gaze, Control how you see others. Control your gaze. I feel as if our generation does not really feel that this is applicable on social media. And this really presents to us a challenge. Because today on social media, one thing is very clear. That a, a large part of social media is based on the unhealthy competition of getting attention. Many people compete to get attention. That's why we post many of the content that we do. Examine TikTok today. What's happening on TikTok? I'm not underestimating the good that happens on social media, but really it's a race for attention. Can I record myself 30 seconds, 50 seconds, do something wild, something crazy that draws attention. One of the addictions that we have on social media is selfies, posting selfies of each other. Every single year, billions of selfies are uploaded to social media. In fact, studies have shown that every third photo that you take, it's a selfie. And there are people willing to do something dangerous just to get attention. You know, look up the term kilfi. It's someone who died trying to take a fancy selfie. This is happening in our societies. This is happening in our communities. And it really presents the challenge. It has become an addiction for so many people and it's affecting our mental health. So many studies are showing that the more we use social media, the more we go through these posts and we examine the comments and the likes, the worse we feel. This is creating uh, anxiety and depression in our younger generation specifically. So now we're talking about the hijab. And do we have different standards for brothers and sisters when it comes to the online hijab on social media? This first part of my message is to my dear brothers. Many brothers, many guys, I'll be very honest, they think that the hijab does not apply to them. Because Allah has not mandated the hijab on me, I can go on social media and present myself in any way that I want. You'll see guys posting images, you know, flexing their muscles without a shirt, showing their six pack. This defies the laws of hijab. It is unacceptable for a young man, any boy, any man to post anything that's provocative. This is the Islamic guideline. If that post is provocative, it draws that negative type of attention from the opposite gender. This is strictly prohibited from the in the religion of Islam. And remember, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about hijab in Surah An-Nur, Allah starts with men. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands the men to start the process of the hijab by telling them to basically lower their gaze. So this is a message that I hope our dear brothers take to their heart don't think that you're flexible just because you don't have to wear the headscarf you're off the hook and you don't have to implement the hijab no we men 
We have to be responsible. This is a collaborative effort and we have to do our part. At the same time, I do acknowledge to answer your question in more detail that there is a greater responsibility on sisters. Yes, because when sisters are presenting themselves you know, publicly on a public platform, they have to take that extra step to make sure that they are presenting themselves properly when it comes you know, to their appearance, the selfies that you're taking. You know, um, I'm not judging anyone here. Please don't um, you know, take my words out of context or misunderstand them. I have respect for our uh, sisters. However, the reality is if you're posting uh, an image of yourself and it's heavily edited and you're trying to make it super attractive and provocative, that is haram. That violates the laws of hijab and the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, I'm not judging anyone, but it's something that we have to constantly remind ourselves. So the burden of online hijab rests on both males and females, but we do understand that females do have um, a greater responsibility here due to the nature of their modesty and the hijab that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on them. Thank you so much for that detailed um, response. I couldn't agree more. Um, even to add to that, unfortunately, what we're finding now with the social hijab is even um, couples, they're romanticizing their relationships so much on social media that the images and the actions that they're doing um, together become uh, very provocative and very haram. So there's even a, a, a form of hijab, we can say, and a form of modesty that should be respected on social media between couples uh, loving, uh, doving each other. Um, and so the next question, uh, for the Muslims interacting on social media, Sister Zahra, are there direct and indirect consequences for their participation on these platforms? So how can one responsibly and mindfully use social media platforms and avoid facing such consequences? Um, so first of all, people need to understand that whatever you post on the internet is a public domain. So whatever you post on there will most likely stay on there. And um, I think sometimes when people post an image or they post a video, they do not keep this in mind that even if you delete it, there may be still traces of that online. Now, this has become a huge problem. There was a case in London just a few, um, was it a month ago? A couple of months ago, maybe two months ago, there's some scholars in London that were also involved, that a sister, she's very young, she's much younger than me and you, um, Sister Saha, um, she's very young, and she posted an image of herself um, on social media in 2012, and that's about, do the maths, I'm not quite sure. But that was quite a, a couple of years ago. Now, back then, Instagram wasn't that popular. So I think she said that she got five likes. So she had a relationship with her brother back then. She posted an image. She deleted the social media. It's been a couple of years later. She's just got engaged last year. And um, when she got engaged, everything was going perfect. Somehow, this image resurfaced. I think someone screenshot it and they showed it to her in-laws. And then it led to the breakup of the relationship. And some you know, scholars and speakers got involved. And this is exactly the consequences that sometimes could happen, that people need to be very aware that whatever you post online will most likely stay there, even if you delete it. 
and there's been cases where individuals have passed away and their so people go back to their social media and see the images that the, the the language the context that have they have posted it is most likely always going to be there so when we post something we need to really stop and think you know if we pass away would we like someone to see that now if you're posting um if you're posting something that will inspire others even if you pass away let's say you post an inspirational video about hijab and and you pass away and someone watches that and they end up wearing hijab you will get the reward of that later on if you if you um post a video which is encourages individuals to do something bad then um if you pass away and someone sees that and commits a sin then you will also get that punishment it's like publishing a book or writing something that will always stay there so we have to always bear this in mind that the impact of social media the impact of the internet is absolutely great and when you post something you have to stop and think why am i posting this with i later on change my mind and, and and want to delete this from online so honestly i would say that social media is absolutely great and and another aspect i when we, i talk about consequences this is to parents i am a mother of three children myself and um, and so, an aspect which really worries me is the upbringing of the children in a, in, a, in a world of social media. Social media wasn't around when my parents were raising me. And there's something that my mother said a couple of weeks ago that really stuck to my mind. Now, my parents had 10 daughters. I am one of 10 daughters. And when they were talking about their upbringing, I have a daughter myself now. So I was telling them, you know, I, I was talking to my mother about upbringing of a daughter and how you get her to love religion and hijab. And she said, Zahra, when we are raising you girls, which is us 10, she said the only time we were afraid of um, bad influence or afraid of any bad influence is when you leave the house. What is happening now is there is 24-7 influence drumming in the mindset of our children. You know, they close the door, there is all these images and, and text and, um, and aspects which is drumming into our kids' minds. And this is a great danger. And I always tell people, try to get to, you know try to not allow children to go on social media until they are established in their identity their religion when they become established so, so if we see images online it does affect individuals which are which is you know our age but at the same time it will affect individuals which are not established in, in you know children go through the age of adolescence and that's when they are discovering themselves and discovering their identity and it becomes even greater in the in the age of social media now there's two aspects why people kind of the consequences and why people go off the rail um in psychology they they teach an aspect they teach a concept shall i say which is called um, vicarious um reinforcement and that is the psychology of humans we humans we we want to um, imitate others it's within our psychology which is subhanallah why Allah sent, sent down prophets and imams as um, the perfect examples because the psychology of humans we copy others and the aspect of vicarious reinforcement is that humans sometimes they copy bad behavior when when they see that that bad behavior is being um, rewarded so when they see a bad aspect or bad behavior or bad attribute which is being rewarded they then copy that and that is what we're seeing today in social media, that you see something online and then you see others copying it and others copying it and it becomes a trend. And another aspect is al algorithm. And I think, by the way, all parents should take a role and a lesson on social media to understand the effects it's having on our children and the consequences it could have on them. Because many parents are not aware of this. You, their kids are faced with so much um, challenges and they're not aware of these challenges that their kids are faced with. 
algorithms, social media, when you do something, as the respected say said, why people are doing something that shocks others, while why people are doing something which is clearly wrong, but they're doing it, is because algorithm. When you do something that shocks, social media loves it, so it rewards it even more. And we need to teach our children that it's very easy to get attention the wrong way. We can all wear tight clothing as women and get all the attention in the world, but that's not what we're going after. You know, being rewarded for something that is good. There's no images of the Ahl Bayt but they're pure words, they're inspirational words is what people remember for all eternity. There's no images of Fatima al-Zahra but her beautiful character, mm. her personality is what people always remember. It is the intellect, it is the your personality what which we should really shine. And that is the beauty of hijab, is that mm -hmm. it hides our beauty and people are forced to um to, to you know look at our words and, and our and our intellect. And I always tell people that there are consequences online, so be aware. Thank you very much, sister. So, inshallah, moving forward, we don't have much time left. We have about five minutes left with this uh, conversation. Uh, uh, let's say someone intends to do good with their social media account. Um, can I just make sure, is the internet connection going well? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so let's say someone intends to do good with their social media account. They place their intention to achieve closeness to God. However, while they are using the platform, uh, they go through dangerous curves and bumps to fulfill this intention. So such as, uh, you know, uh, unlawful, uh, trying to observe unlawful actions to attract attention or using music. Um, through your Islamic jurisprudential expertise, um, it is known that this may become a muqaddimah al-haram. It can become a beginning towards an unlawful action through using Instagram. However, they had a good intention. So how does one safeguard themselves from this action and ensure that they don't lose sight of their intention? And B, are there red flags for the Muslims to look out for when analyzing their intentions and subsequent actions? Asantum, these are very valid concerns and questions um, about brothers and sisters who do have good intentions and they would like to contribute positively on social media. But as, but as you referred to, uh, the dilemma of sometimes being carried away or supporting something that would be haram. Now, let's be clear, my dear brothers and sisters, from a fiqhi perspective, from a legal Islamic perspective, if I am supporting pages or clips that have entertainment music, you know, the haram type of music and dancing, that is a violation of our principles. And today, when you go on some of these social media sites, platforms, such as TikTok, let's face it, what's happening on, on TikTok? 70% of it is people just singing and, and dancing and trying to grab your attention. If I am supporting this culture and I am you know, giving a green light to aspects of it in any way, then I am violating my Islamic principles. And I need to be very careful when I am in that situation. Now, some people ask the following question. Okay, what's the harm? You know, if I'm sitting and, you know, seeing these clips, who am I harming? What's the big deal here? My dear brothers and sisters, you yourself gauge these consequences. When you spend two hours on TikTok seeing these clips, after 
you're done. Gauge yourself, evaluate yourself. Do you honestly feel closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or no? Do you feel you have more respect for your parents or no? Do you feel you're more committed to your education or you're more distracted? These are very practical ways to constantly evaluate yourself, engage yourself to see if these clips, if this type of social media is actually benefiting you or harming you. Now, for those brothers and sisters who have the good intention to produce good content, one thing that happens is as you gain more and more popularity and people visit your site, your page, your post more and more, we fall into the trap of what's called ujub in our hadiths. That's feeling, you know, that self of uh, pride. I'm proud of what I'm doing. And it could lead to a type of arrogance. It could lead to self-conceit. That's why my recommendation for anyone who's active on social media, you have to have a plan for yourself. Literally sit in your room. Maybe you can have some good friends that you trust and brainstorm. Understand how social media works. Understand how you may be influencing other pages, other people. And draft a concrete plan for yourself to stay focused that I am here for this reason. And I always remind myself of this particular reason. That way you don't get carried away. You have to constantly evaluate yourself. And the day, if the day comes and you find yourself, you know what? I am getting more attention and popularity and you get carried away and a feeling of you know, pride kicks in. You have to take a step back. You have to gauge yourself. You know, th this beautiful conference is centered on reform in the you know, life of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib has a powerful statement in Nahjul Balagha. He told his people, I know exactly how to fix you guys. If I want to, I know how to do it. But I will lose myself in doing so. Ufsidu nafsi. I will lose myself. Some people come with a good intention. They're trying to guide others on social media. They get carried away and they end up losing their own selves. Make sure that does not happen. And Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib teaches us, you know, how to protect ourselves um, from falling into these pits. One last point, and I will uh, conclude with this point. One challenge that we are seeing on social media today um, is what is called hijabi influencers. You know, there are sisters, they see that by wearing the hijab and, uh, you know, doing something that draws attention will actually get them more attention. And in no way am I judging them. However, this is something that we have to re-examine. Um, you know, sometimes the hijab is used to actually draw more attention to one's page. Ask yourself, is this something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts? Is, does this uh, violate the laws of modesty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in our hijab? Because some sisters think, look, if I'm not wearing the hijab, I'll just be like those other millions of people on social media vying for attention. But if I have my hijab and I do some of these crazy things, I'll get more attention. This defeats the purpose and this would be an insult to the principles of hijab. So inshallah, you'll take these words uh, to your heart and re-examine some of this. Uh, truly, uh, the 
idea of social media can become a bala, can become a tribulation that we should all be very aware of. Thank you so much uh, to the respective panelists. Thank you to uh, Saeed Jawad Kazwini for uh, organizing this and to his team. And uh, thank you to all the viewers. Inshallah, best of luck. Wassalamu alaikum.